We did not get anything out of this continued resolution. The border is still unsecured in our country. Why is that? That's because Joe Biden and the Democrats got their way. The Democrat members are very happy with this deal. I think this is a terrible deal for the American people because cutting this government spending down must happen. Inflation is still running rampant. That's not MAGA Republican. That's MAGA Republican. That's common sense. Having a secure border, that's not MAGA Republican. That's common sense. The Democrats are extremely radical on this position. And so I would implore my colleagues that whatever's going to happen over the next 45 days, we got to stand together because at the end of the day, it is the Democrats who do not want to secure our border. They do not want to get the fiscal health of this nation back on track. They do not care about what is affecting the men and women in our country, regardless of their politics. All right, welcome back. It's Monday. Back at it. Congress, this whole shutdown idea is just so foolish to me. Eventually, one day, I hope it will be as foolish to everybody else as it is to me. It is just pure nonsense. Nothing bad is going to happen. If a few people get a little bit of a vacation, a little bit of a break, it's not going to be any serious impact to the economy, to America. Let the government shut down. Glenn Beck said something pretty funny the other day. Last week sometime, he ended up tweeting out, why don't we just tell them we're going to do 15 days to suspend the spending. We're just going to, we're just going to shut down for 15 days to suspend the spending. I love it. <laughs> it's like COVID. I love it. It was amazing. It's great. It's a great comparison. It's how stupid it is. We'll just shut them down for 15 days. Let it happen. Let us shut down. But of course, we did not. Uh, Congress passed the last minute stopgap bill to the, avert the government shutdown. Uh, about the only notable thing in the funding package is that it did not include aid for Ukraine. And that's been a pretty big demand by Democrats that they all rallied around is that it had to have money in there for Ukraine because how else are they going to enrich themselves unless they're filtering money through uh, probably the largest money laundering country in the world. Uh, Just hours away from midnight deadline, the Senate passed a temporary measure to avoid the government shutdown. The bill funds the federal government at the current 2023 levels all the way through November 17th. So we have about six weeks left of this and nonsense, and then it's going to continue to build, and you're going to hear all about government shutdowns again. Coming up, uh, you know, and say, see, we'll have a two-week uh, cool down or so, and then it'll start ramping back up, and then it'll just keep going from there. Uh, the bill it has to go to Joe Biden next to sign into law. Uh, it includes an additional $16 billion in natural disaster aid, uh, Biden also said that, uh, he is blaming extreme house Republicans for the manufactured crisis. Just a few months ago, speaker McCarthy and I reached a budget agreement to avoid this precisely this type of manufactured crisis said the white house. Um, they went on to say for weeks, extreme house Republicans tried to walk away from a deal by demanding drastic cuts that would have been devastating for millions of Americans. And they said they failed. <laughs> it's just, it, it's such a foolish game we're playing with these people. I wouldn't have signed it. <laughs> Listen, I, if, if I was in government, if I was uh, interested in doing that, and that was part of my idea, my gig, I wouldn't have signed nothing. I'd have let, I'd have let the government close down. Okay, I, I don't give a damn. It needs to. It needs to to show people the minimal impact it has on anything. 
And once people see it, they can't use that fear tactic anymore. But see, both sides, both the Republicans and the Democrats want to use that as leverage to hammer the other side and scare the American people into thinking that something just uh, catastrophically bad is about to happen just because the government is shut down for a short period of time until we work things out the correct way. So they need, they need that to stay in place, which is why there's always this last minute, you know, 11th hour deal that's being made. And 90% of the time when the deal's being made, the, the, the party that is getting screwed the most is generally the Republican party. The Democrats get what they want. The uh, rhinos that are up there in Washington give in to them. They continue their reckless spending. They continue down the same path. They continue to just destroy this country. And uh, then we move on to the next time. It's it's also very, very stupid. Uh, I, I The only light that I saw was that there will be no additional monies for Ukraine. You know, we've already given Ukraine $75 billion. $75 billion. You know, the uh, Powerball right now is what, 1.0, whatever, it's it's a billion dollars. It's a little over a billion dollars, whatever it is, okay? Most people in the world, you win that and you're thinking to yourself, that's it, I'm I'm one of the richest people on the planet. Yeah, I can do whatever I need to do. I it's it's over. You can own whatever you want. You can have whatever toys you want to have. You can it's good wherever you visit, wherever you want to want. Travel the world. Never work again. Tell your boss, hey man, kick rocks. You'll never see my face again. That's it. Yeah, I mean you're you're set for life. You know, I mean as long as you're savvy and not stupid and go out and buy like two hundred million dollar islands for you know just to say you own an island or something. But uh, on all accounts, you're set for life, right? billion to Ukraine. And I know that's a combination between taxpayer money and then also uh, equipment and military supplies. But regardless, $75 billion is ridiculous. Ridiculous for something that seems that there is no end in sight. This war is going to continue on until the end of time. And our tax dollars are going to fund it. You got homeless people living on the streets. You got veterans that are struggling. The other day, we I talked with you about uh, barracks for our our military just being unsanitary and in deplorable conditions that we're living in. Just saw another article in the news, um, and I browsed through it real quickly. You know, I was, I've been very busy, but uh, I browsed through it real quickly on that one. I, I wasn't going to really talk about it, but it kind of ties in. Um, that the military doesn't have enough uniforms. We don't have enough uniforms. I forget which branch of the military it said they didn't have enough uniforms, and one of them don't have enough uniforms. So instead of spending the money here at home, fixing our homeless problem, fixing our border, trying to stop drugs, creating maybe some special task forces uh, to stop the drugs from pouring into the country to try to save some lives, instead of spending money on infrastructure and, and road and tru- truly roads and bridges that need repair, Instead of doing all the things that we should be doing here in the United States that people really need some help or we're really are in bad shape in certain areas. We've just let it get to a point that, you know, the whole the whole thing needs to be redone. Instead of doing that, no, we're, we're giving money to Ukraine for a forever war for for what? For what? Seventy five billion dollars for what? 
Oh, I know they would say I'm not compassionate and I'm sure I'd be labeled an extremist and oh, you evil people because you just, you don't want to help all these poor people and these women and children and men, they're all dying over there. You know what? I, I got to be honest with you. I don't see it. I, I see a lot of money going over there. I hear a lot of stories, a lot of stories about bombing. I see a lot of celebrities going over there for what I have no freaking idea, but I see a lot of celebrities going over there. Can't imagine why. What 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 is the point and purpose of them going over there other than to, you know, create more hype and and try to get people that are maybe fans of theirs on the side their side so that they're there to fight for Ukraine. I, I just don't I don't get it. But not funding this war was probably the best thing we could have done. Yeah, I mean and and that's probably the only good thing that we did do in that bill. Kevin McCarthy needs to be removed. Yeah, you know, these Republicans are just not, they're not up to, to snuff. They, you know, they just don't pass the test anymore. And there's only a few left that actually even pass the test. It's just a shame. You know, you miss one day too, you miss a lot here. <clears throat> I saw Feinstein uh, died. You know, rest her soul. Don't speak ill of the dead. Uh, she's liberal through and through. Funny thing is she's a California liberal, old school California liberal. And it got to a point where... She wasn't liberal enough. This new Democratic Party, you know, trying to out her, saying that she was too moderate. And, I mean, this is a lady that's a, a true liberal, a serious advocate for uh, gun control. I mean, that was one of her main her main uh, deals. And that stems back from when she was, uh, right around when she was first elected. But there was a, uh, God, if I remember the story correctly, there was a mayor was it a mayor, maybe? Uh, or, yeah, mayor. Yeah, I don't think it was a governor. I think it was a mayor. Anyways, an elected official over there, which was a Democrat, was the first openly gay person that was assassinated uh, by a employee for whatever reason. I don't know what the reason was. Uh, and from that moment forward, she has been a strong uh, advocate and for gun control and basically wanting to strip you of all of your gun rights. Um and even her, she was considered too uh, moderate for this new Democratic Party, this new party that has emerged. Um, but I saw that she did die anyways. Over the weekend, uh, 90 years old, still in the Senate. And that's kind of where the whole point of this conversation is. Not to do with her, as I said, you know, I don't speak ill of the dead. She is, she is uh, paying her price now, whatever that looks like. Um, but 90 years old, still in the Senate term limits, age limits. I'm not against them. I'm actually for them. Ladies been in the been in there longer than any other female Senator period in history. You, why are you still in the Senate at 90 years old, 90 years old? How many people live to be 90? Realistically, how many? Not that many. And to be honest, hey, well, what your average life expectancy, late 70s for men. Uh, I think even it's late 70s for women. Now, it used to be we were we were doing good up until COVID, and all of a sudden numbers start shifting here and there, and everything goes got out of whack. Um, and I think women were above 80. I think they were like 80 and some change, and uh, men were like 78 and change. That's your average life expectancy. So you can figure if you're getting close to those numbers, you know, if you, you get better than 78, you're doing better than average. Let's put it that way. Uh, at 78, what are you doing? 
Retirement age is 62. Okay, now you don't get, you probably don't maximize benefits on uh, Social Security until closer to what 65 or 67. Um, then you get you get better shot at whatever the government's going to give you that you've been paying into your whole life. Uh, but even that, let's say 67. Let's say you wait until 67 to try to maximize uh, Medicare, Medicaid, whatever the hell it is, and then plus, uh, you know, you're trying to maximize Social Security. And then hopefully you built up your own little retirement and uh, you're sitting at home. You know, you're sitting at home, you're cooking breakfast with the old lady or the old man. And you, know, you guys are doing what you want to do. You go fishing, you go shopping, you just do movie days and relax. You do yard work together. You like do your morning walks or evening walk. You're retired. Why? Because you're old. Yeah, I don't think you, me, I don't think you're like decrepit old. But you're old enough to the point that you have earned retirement. You've been working long enough. And you have earned a spot now to just sit down and relax. And you don't have some young 25-year-old up-and-coming kid over there busting your balls every day telling you what to do. You have earned that right to just go sit down, relax, enjoy life, take it easy, take it slow, enjoy the grandkids, enjoy your life, go on a few little trips. Life's good. That's what you're supposed to do. You slow down. As your body slows down and your mind slows down, you slow down. It's the way it should be. That way you can live peacefully until whenever you're called home. 90 years old in the Senate. And she was already struggling cognitively, just like Joe Biden. You saw all the problems she was starting to have. What, what good are you at that age in the Senate? We need people in the Senate that are really 100%. They're with it. We need people that are uh, constantly being rotated out. You know, this, these aren't these aren't lifelong jobs. These are supposed to be appointed for a short amount of time. You're voted in. You're appointed for a short amount of time. And you do. You serve your country. And you get the hell out. Go do something else. Go back to your old life. These people have made this where you're just part of the establishment. This is it. This is the end game. I get in and I'm never going to leave. You know, they get a little bit of taste of, even though it's, uh, you know, maybe not what me or you would not the first thing that would come to your mind when you think of fame. They do feel a certain amount of fame. They certainly feel a certain amount of power. And they just don't want to get rid of it. They don't want to let it go. And they get sucked into that. And then all the backdoor deals. I mean, how many of these people in Congress that are making salaries that are, in, in today's times, if you're making $100,000, I'd hate to say it, when I was younger, $100,000, man, you were big money baller. Nowadays, $100,000, you're about average, and, and at that point, I don't even know, you might be struggling a little bit, you know, depending on where you live at. $100,000 a year in California, you're probably not living too good. In New York, you're probably not living too good. Maybe somewhere in Bama, you're living great on hundred grand. But, but I mean, uh, hundred grand is not what it used to be, is the point. But these people, they don't make, the, making that kind of salary, you know, they don't make it. They're, they're worth millions. How are you worth millions making hundred grand? Like a Feinstein. You're making one hundred thirty-seven or one hundred forty thousand dollars from the government, and you you got all that money in California. No, you guys get a little taste of power, backhand deals. You're getting your hands wet, money's flowing. You got a little popularity. You get to get your face on TV. People recognize you. Some love you. Some hate you. You just can't let it go. That's not the way it's supposed to be. At a certain time, at a certain age, you should no longer be allowed to serve. You know, they say you can't have age discrimination. 
well, I'm sorry, but these are very high stress, important jobs for the functionality of this country. And a lot of them just for your, your state in particular, but overall for the country. And there is a time where you are at your best. And then there is a time where that time has passed and you should just be sitting back, taking it easy, go write a book about your life, sell a few copies, while go around, show up here, commentate for this person, commentate for that person. They want to have you on CNN. They want to have you on Fox News, whatever. You get a little side money for doing stuff like that, but it's time for you to just be done. Feinstein at 90, 90 years old, it's, it's no good. People in there like that, it's no good. You've been there too long. You're a swamp creature for sure. So I hope that Americans start to wake up and you get term limits. You can only serve a certain amount of terms and a certain amount of years. And after that, you either move up or move out. Okay. And the same thing applies. After, you know, the retirement age, I think most people would say, would probably agree with me if I said, you know, 70, 72 years old. You know, I think you've accomplished whatever you need to accomplish in life by then. At that point, you need to go home and just take it easy. You certainly don't need to be making decisions for the United States. Let somebody who's younger, more with the times, who's got the energy, who's got the passion, who's got voted in, let them handle it. And you go home and just take it easy for a while. Amazing. Oh, when I saw that she died, you know, sorry to her that she that she passed. But you lived to 90, man. I mean... You didn't live a short life. You lived a, you lived a long life. Uh, but she did pass in uh, uh, the 90s. Just, it just got to me. Um, the last debate, Wednesday's debate, I didn't talk about it last week. Last week was busy, super, super busy. And, and I had other things on my mind. And, you know, the debates are, the, the viewership was down. Anyways, on the debates, debate, the debate, was not even as viewed as the first debate was viewed. Uh, but post-debate, I think some of the numbers are a little bit more telling. Um, Trump said, uh, the poll has Trump at his biggest lead yet over DeSantis. And everybody's got their eye on Trump and DeSantis. Vivek is somewhere in the mix. And then you have uh, Pence, Scott, uh, Christie, Haley, all kind of in there. Uh, but the morning consult, Ended up having Trump at 63% for Republicans. Um, they had DeSantis at 12%. So Trump went plus five. DeSantis went minus three. It gave Trump a eight-point swing in his direction over DeSantis. I mean, Trump with with Republican voters is dominating and dominating in a big way. I, I would find it hard to believe unless something happens where uh, somehow he gets knocked out. You know, as as far as you can't run, I find it hard to believe that there is going to be anybody else that will be the nominee other than Trump. And you know, we're a little ways out, and there's a lot of legal issues going on. But with a strong 63 percent surging all the way up to 63 percent with Republican voters, it's hard to think that anybody else would uh, be able to knock him down. Now, again, he didn't intend he didn't attend the debate. <clears throat> The first GOP debate without Trump captured 12.8 million TV viewers. Uh, the second debate was only 9.3 million viewers. I personally think that most people at this point, their minds are kind of already made up on who is their guy 
to go forward. I think something that's helping Trump out in this whole scenario is also the way he is being uh, treated, the, the way that they are attacking him and going after him. And po- people are seeing this as a, a political hit job. And I think that that's actually beneficial to him. And more and more people are gravitating to him because of it. Uh, DeSantis just keeps losing ground. And uh, I don't know if it's his campaign has been struggling. DeSantis, like, no matter what you think about him, I think DeSantis has been a solid and a strong governor. And I'll stand by my word. I don't, I don't see it the same way other people see it. I've seen what he does here. Uh, I've also been very honest and open about, I do not like the idea that he's running for president because I just voted for him to do a job for me for the next four years. And I would like him to do the job that I voted him, voted for him to do. I don't think you get the job and abandon ship right away. I don't think that that's, that's a good, that's good. It don't work for me anyways. Um, but I think DeSantis's problem is in his messaging. His messaging just doesn't go well for him. It doesn't come off right. His first round to be governor, his messaging wasn't real great. And Trump did step in to help him out. And it was Trump's endorsement that carried a lot of weight for him in the first one. Uh, and he thanked Trump for it. Uh, but it, it was because his messaging is just not good. He's just not good at that part of it, that, deli- that delivery part of it. Um, you know, Trump is, Trump is Trump. There's nobody like Trump. <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that guy, the way he does things, he, he's just, you never know what he's going to say. It's, he's wild. He gets crowd rowdy, gets some laughing, having fun. You know, he takes cheap shots at everybody. You know, he just talks nonsense to talk nonsense. And he's certainly entertaining and he gets his message across. He knows what people like and he says what they like. So Trump's easy. DeSantis doesn't deliver the same way. DeSantis, uh, I mean, he'll take some shots at people when needs be, but behind the scenes, I, the way I view it because of what has been done here in the state, uh, he is, he's on point. He's doing a good job with it. So, uh, I don't think he's going to be the nominee. At least that's not what it looks like at this point. But, uh, I mean, I guess we got to wait and see. Um, the poll that was taken by Morning Consult surveyed 1,183 likely Republican primary voters on September 28th, the day after the second GOP debate. And the survey margin has an error of plus or minus 3%. So that's kind of where we stand with that coming up. Uh, you know, that's coming up faster. And I mean, think about it. We're already in October. My God, in just a couple weeks here, it's, oh yeah, the election's one year away. And now things are really going to get crazy. <laughs> oh, right after Christmas, you know, you're, it, it'll, it'll kind of maintain until then, right after the holidays. And then you're really getting close now to uh, figuring out who the nominee is going to be for the party and everything. Oh, it's going to get just insane. So, you know, we'll try to talk about other things until it just gets to a point where that is dominating everything and you just have to talk about it. But uh, that's kind of where we stand as of today. Um, If my recordings sound a little bit off, uh, where I am having to record temporarily. (laughs) Oh, my God. If only you guys knew. Uh, I'm temporarily recording in a laundry room. It bounces around a little bit. The sound is not so, the acoustics in here are not so great. Not like I'm singing, but uh, the acoustics are not so great. I can hear the pitch gets thrown around a little bit, but the best, it's the best I got for about the next month. 
So uh, <clears throat> if it sounds a little off, it is a little off. You can picture my big self standing in front of a changing table, talking to a microphone and staring at a wall. It's very uh, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Anyways. That's uh, uh, what it is. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, uh, just let some people know about me. Uh, yeah, word of mouth is always best. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to me, go to any of my social media handles, uh, and I will do my best to respond. Beyond that, I hope you have a beautiful Monday, and we will certainly do it again.